Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you? Okay, you know what? No intro this time. Roll the intro music. Let's go. Get ready for therapy with Ethan and Maya. It's always a great time. Grab some headphones and maybe a snack. Now sit back and Okay, so hi everybody. Um, it's been a while. Welcome back to the the podcast. Hi guys, I'm Maya. We're aware. Um, <laughs> so how have you been? I've been pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. The week was a little stressful. Um, had a couple tough spots, but mm-hmm. it was it was pretty good overall. I'm trying. New semester started, and so I'm trying to keep my head in the game, stay focused, not procrastinate. And mm-hmm. I had a really really super day at work today, so that was really good. There you go. I mean. My, I've kind of been like Maya in the sense that we're like, I've had good days this week, but like, I guess it saved all of my karma for the end of the week. It's not mm. even karma, but it just saved all of the negative energy for the end of the week. It was kind of hard having to deal with all of that. And it's not necessarily like, it's not anything that was bad, but the thing that our teachers did this year, it was like, it's the same thing as last year. We didn't necessarily have midterms, but we had tests that were basically midterms like i kind of associate like i kind of associate just a test in the middle of the year like no matter what it is kind of like a midterm Mm -hmm. and in any case i i still studied for them all i still took them all but the problem was i and this is something that i struggle a lot with i I can never want to give myself breaks because whenever i take Mm -hmm. a break i feel lazy and again that's not something that anybody should ever strive for because that's awful and that's not a good mindset to have going into working, but that's just what I do. And so I definitely, in a, in a bit of a way, I kind of screwed myself over. I did really well on a bunch of them. I didn't expect to do, like, A pluses like I have mm-hmm. been. Because, like, I've been able to get pretty spectacular grades for the first semester. Yeah. However, I guess just that last, like, hurdle was a bit too much, especially because there were... I, and I, I had tests like that before. Like, I had a week before winter right. break when I had all of those. But this one, for some reason, it just felt so much worse. Yeah, no, definitely. I and got so, that, too. Like, I took all of those. I did I did kind of bad on one of them, but we won't mm. talk about it. And then, like, my grades are fine. Still, nothing detrimental happened. It was just, like, that was a little disappointing. But then uh, we did have some good news at the end of the week and it wasn't even at the end of the week but we haven't even talked about this yet so our school uh we were finally we were told a while ago but i don't know if we announced it to everybody our school is actually doing a musical this year Mm -hmm. and actually side note before i finish that story about the musical um maya was sweet enough to give me some hot cocoa (laughs) bombs for christmas i kid you not now i want no judgment Okay, I had to actually, after what you did and other friends have done the same thing, I had to write little instructions on them. Yeah, so Maya basically gave me this little bag of hot cocoa bombs. Mind you, these things were about the size of, like... It's like a chocolate truffle. Like, if you think about, like, a a lint chocolate, like the little ball. Yeah, it looked like a lint chocolate truffle. When I think of a hot cocoa bomb, I think of one that's literally the size of my fist. Anywho... I I just ate one because I thought it was a bonbon or whatever I thought it was. 
Why don't you describe the anatomy of the hot cocoa bomb? That thing was it. I truly, I don't think it tasted bad. What it tasted more like, I thought that you gave me something with like graham cracker in it mm, because it was, it, it had like a crumbly texture and I didn't bite it in half, but I did. I was kind of like, the hell did she give me? But <laughs> then I waited like five minutes and I was like, Jake, my brother, Jake, I was like, Jake, do you want one? And he was like, what is it? And I go, I think it's a bonbon. And he goes, are you sure? He thought I was tricking him. And I guess in a sense I was, but I truly <laughs> didn't know what it was. So I didn't, I don't take the blame for that, but he had one, he bit it in half and he was like, Ethan, this is a, this is a hot cocoa bomb. And I was like, oh, uh, Jake with the brain, Jake with the brain. Now for the musical, um, I don't know if I said what it was. We're doing high school musical. Da, 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 fun times. Um, yeah. And the man you are listening to right now actually will be playing Troy. Ba, 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 ba. Wow. Troy. Yeah. I'm so it, happy it, for you. I really, you. you know what? I wish you would have gotten Ryan. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say, like, I'm mad at you for that. But at the same time, it's not, it, it really has been annoying how many people have said that to me. And again, it's not directed. This isn't directed at you. This is just directed at the general statement. It almost reminds me of like how, the, like with the short thing. Like, but like, isn't that what you auditioned for? The whole thing was I kind of wanted both parts. I didn't okay, really care okay. which at that point. Right. I guess at the beginning, I kind of wanted more Ryan because mm-hmm. my friend, the girl who got Gabriella, yeah. who I'm like besties with, so... We auditioned originally. We were going to go for Sharpay and Ryan. Oh, you didn't. And I, I wanted, you were. or well, we couldn't say what we wanted to audition for. We just walked in, oh. auditioned, and they gave us a part. Oh. I kind of like personally, I always wanted to audition for both. And yeah. I was happy. Where it goes. Yes, just to see where it goes because they knew what was best, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really funny because my uh, choir teacher, I had a meeting with him uh, just about like choir stuff. And then he comes up to me and I was just like talking to him about the role. And he was just like, no, no, no. And I was like saying, I think I legitimately said to him like, yeah, it's been a little discouraging because it feels like some people, not you obviously, but Mm -hmm. it feels like some people don't really want me playing this role or like they can't even see a tiny bit of it. And I just found it a bit offensive. Yeah, And I, I found it really funny how he responded because he literally started saying, but you are Troy. Like, you used to do sports. You don't like doing them anymore. And that's a little different from him because he wanted to do oh. both. But you personally, you, you've done sports. You've done the musical. You've done everything, which he's not lying. A lot of people don't know about me. I've skated and done hockey, ice hockey for mm-hmm. like 10 years, 8, 10 years of my life. And I did crew for two years. And I had like a year of soccer somewhere when I was a little kid. But I don't count that. But mm. all the sports that I've done... Not a lot of people assume it. I'm also a very big runner. Literally, we were at, um, I don't know if I can say, I'm not going to say the name of the acapella group, but our school's acapella group. We were there, and I don't even think you saw, like, I was talking to this girl that was in it, and I'm, I'm like, friends with her. You know her. I'm, like, friends with her, but it's hard to kind of talk to her because I feel like we're in different circles in a, mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. and so... It's nice when I do get to talk to her, but in yeah. half the time, it's like I just never have the opportunity. But right. I started talking to her, and she was just like, I don't even know where we got. I think we actually started with the musical, and she was like, so I saw you got Troy. Congratulations. And I was like, 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, I saw that your name wasn't on the list. What's up about that? Because I've been like, girl, you got to audition. Like, mm-hmm. You have a great voice. And she basically was like saying that she loves the performance aspect, but she can't memorize lines. And I was like, well, that's what all of us are for. And she's like, maybe next year, maybe next year. And I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm going to hold her to that. But the, the, the main point of this story was she basically like upon first impression, she couldn't tell I played sports. But she could tell I was athletic. And that Mm -hmm. was just because of my shorts. She was like, um, she literally goes, I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, He, when I first saw you, I was like laughing inside because I was like, damn, he really has some like muscular thighs. (laughs) And I just like, oh yeah, I heard that. I I was like both very flattered. And I was like, I didn't even think that I had like nice, nice thighs. I, I mean, I am a runner, so who knows, but. I, I I don't know. I think it was kind of nice just being able to talk to her, even if it was about something that was kind of weird. Mm. But yeah, and then I think that's kind of it for me this week because the week is like I was telling you, it kind of has had. It was a very low downturn, mm-hmm. and then it was going very far up. It just like it went very 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 much up, and then I heard some negative news. Can't spread it because kind of squashed it, mm-hmm. but. Then just downturn, just complete, utter plummet off of a mountain. It was awful. And then like two minutes later, not even, shoots all the way back up. It was like the GameStop stock. Oh. Like whatever just happened. Mm -hmm. Like we just talked about that in econ. I don't know if my brain can physically comprehend the fact that that was all done through Reddit or like the fact that they (laughs) convinced them through it. It, It's just so idiotic to me, but we can't get into that. Otherwise I will be like. I don't even know what to talk it's another, about. It's, it's another one of those things where you really, really, really have to focus on the details and not get your emotions in it. But it's very hard to do that. So you just avoid talking about it. It's not even about the details. I just have no idea. Like my teacher, every single time he tries to talk about it, like mm. I understand it, but I'm in econ and I'm sitting there and he's like, so this is what a short is. This is what um, this type of trading is like. I, I sat there for maybe half an hour because in econ, we tend to get off topic in the beginning. Like I told you mm-hmm. how they all think I'm a witch. They make the witch jokes, that kind of stuff. And we always start the class a bit off topic. However, this one was more on topic because everybody wanted to talk about it. But at the same time, I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. But that's neither here nor there. So. What else do we want to talk about? What else has been new? Um, I'm trying to think about. I was I was actually just opening up my calendar because I was trying to think about like any specific things that like went really well or went really not well. One little update: we got an espresso machine. It was Ooh. it was a lot cheaper. It was on Facebook Marketplace. I was so excited. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think of what else. Oh, okay. This is this is my little story. So I have been. We're doing this English project, and Ethan, I think, is doing it too. And there's a couple of variations of what you can do, and I decided to give up spending anything for the week. I'm over halfway there. I have a couple days left, and you're supposed to record it, and we're trying to learn about, like, transcendentalism and society and blah, 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 blah. Well, I am finding it a little difficult right now because I just want to go shopping. Usually at the end of the week, I like to take Fridays off and, like, spend some time with myself and just kind of, like, treat myself after a long week because I have the ability to do that. I have the means, and I'm not, like, frugal, but I'm not, like, super-duper spendy either. So it was just a little painful so i'm gonna go shopping with my mom and just not do anything but it's been going okay um there you go yeah she does her runs at kohl's 
Yeah, I don't like holes. I appreciate. I mean, that makes me that really makes me sound like a middle aged woman. I'm a little offended by it, but you're not a middle aged woman, <laughs> but you give off very much. You love a good deal. Mm-hmm. I will say because that he made that an extra credit project yeah and i was happy about that because i wanted to, it to be extra credit but i really wanted him to put it in for first semester because i was like what's yeah. the point in giving me extra credit for the second semester when the first semester hasn't even like it's not technically done but i was talking to my physics teacher about it and she's like no but for some teachers i guess that's kind of cut off because once their grades are finalized they really don't want to have to go back in and edit and i was like okay but in my mind i was also saying like well he could have just told me that he didn't have to go nope that's neither like that's not even possible like i can't even touch them anymore like they're locked and i was like well they're kind of locked in butter you can you can change them but you don't want to and i understand you don't want to i'd rather you just tell me the truth right but yeah it's just uh it's it's crazy um another thing since you just talked about grades um I, we've been having those tests, just like you said, and I was really hoping to get an A on one of them so that I would bring my grade up just like literally half a point and it would put me in an A. So that tells you where I'm at right now, but it didn't. And it's okay. I'm fine with it at this point. Um, I really did not do well on one of my tests because I studied the wrong material. So that was not good, but it actually did not change my grade for the semester. So I was very proud of that. Um, Wait, what? What material did you study? Was this for the class? I think it is. I studied it was the APUSH test, the history test, and I studied oh, yeah. the wrong I, unit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You should have seen. She was making us all laugh at our acapella group meeting the other day because mm-hmm. we were sitting in there and she goes, I don't even remember the, the YouTube channel you dropped, but you were like, this channel is really good for when you're actually studying the right material. Mm-hmm. That's AP Daily. Oh. AP Daily. And I was. Oh, it was, I'm okay. So basically I studied for this unit. So during Mm -hmm. class today, I knew everything that was going on, all of the details about it. It was great, but I wish I had done it, you know, like now and and studied the right things and not done terribly on the test. So, I mean, it's fine because my semester grade letter was the same. So it's okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I'll go backtrack a little bit. So for my transcendental project, um, the other two options were that, And they're kind of, again, they were also very, like, flexible Mm -hmm. in a way because of COVID. So the the three options were give up spending for a week. But he was like, that's kind of not possible for a lot of you because not a lot of you are spending a lot anyway right now. But for Maya, it does make sense because, again, she's not frugal, but she's not. Right. I mean, I... I wrote this in the actual paper. I was like, I have a very strict budgeting system between what I do. I have a couple subscriptions, my Spotify premium and my Apple care subscription. And then I also, I like to on the way to work, I'll pick up an iced tea for me and some donut holes for my coworkers. Like I don't really, I, I, like Ethan said, I will absolutely go for the deal. I'm not the kind of person that spends something for the sake of getting it. Wait, everybody Uh that, everybody that knows me in the slightest bit knows that. So I don't know. It's just, it's tough. And you're not supposed to get gas either. And I'm at a quarter tank. So, mm. Well, I think that's also like a good way to get you to like, not, not drive, not to not drive as much, but in a way to kind of like environmental and stuff yeah, going, just, tying back to transcendentalism. Yeah. It's just kind of circling me in. I don't know. It's, it's not bad. There you go. It's just, but kind of, yeah. Anywho, uh, the other option was you could give up your phone for a week Mm-hmm. Or you could go out into the woods just like Henry David Thoreau and Walden. And you can kind of, like, just live your life in the woods. 
Now, I was not giving up my phone for a week, and here's why. My parents are both busy, and I am by myself in this house because my dog is like, I can take him on walks, but after a walk, he passes out. My brother's at private school, and even if he was here, I wasn't going to do anything with him. <laughs> um, my dad's busy. My mother is busy. Like the, And I don't see, like, if I'm watching TV and I'm giving up my phone for a week, I don't count, or I count right. that because I think that's stupid. It should be ele- like, electronics. It should be electronics. It shouldn't be your phone. But the whole point is I'm like, if I give that up, I'm going to feel bad about literally anything else that I do electronically. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is I barely talk to my friends as is. I barely talk to anybody as is, and I barely do anything on my phone anyway. So, like, yeah. the only thing I have right now is kind of my phone. And I, it's not like I'm trying to say I'm addicted to it. It's just, like, otherwise I will probably be sitting in my room because I have no other work to do. And any of the work that I have to do is online. Mm-hmm. And so, again, right? I think that's more flexible Certainly. because it is online. Definitely. But See, the reason I – and I heard one of the classmates is giving up her phone but in a modified way. And I think I would have done that as well because I've, I've, been, I've mm-hmm. been doing that as I'm, like, not spending money, like, moderately. But that's not the whole project. But I can't give it up for safety and work purposes. Like, I got called into work a couple times this week. You know, hey, can you work? And, yeah, I can because I don't have another job and I have nothing else to do in the afternoons. And so, of course, I can. Mm-hmm. But I do have my phone out. It's it's a safety thing. My tracker is on there, which I yep. am all for it, honestly. So I did not give it up for those reasons. But then, so obviously, I didn't do that. And I didn't do the spending because literally, I think the only thing I've bought in the past week was like a sweater. But that was because this one has been one that these things sell out so fast. It's from ASOS. This thing, like this specific kind especially sells out very quickly and it was on sale for some reason mm-hmm. and it was it was the color i wanted and it was the size that i wanted but i didn't expect to want that color because i didn't see it originally but my point being is my even knows this when i spend something it's very i think i tend to spend like a makeup pricier purchase not necessarily like over a hundred dollars but closer mm-hmm. to it i tend to make those kinds of purchases but i do it over longer periods of time so like i could buy that that sweater thing was like 24 bucks i'm probably not gonna buy anything for maybe another three four months like logistically i'm just not a huge i used to be a very big spender and i would just spend a lot because i had a lot of money mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like i don't need anything and even if i do need anything like i offer to pay for all my stuff but my parents are all very gung-ho and they're like no no we don't want you wasting your money and i'm like well what else would i spend it on but Anywho, I'm still grateful for that. So I don't need I don't need to worry about m- spending money for a week because I don't do it as much anyway. Right. So I picked the lovely journal entry. Now, there is no way in hell I was going into the woods for a week, especially when it's literally f- think, below freezing. I don't uh, I don't know if that was an official option for legal reasons. It's yeah, he couldn't even like force us to do it. So what I did, my bright little mind um he said that we could write a fake journal entry meaning like we fake going into the woods for a week so what did i do oh i put on my child storybook hat and i got to writing Mm -hmm. i already finished all seven days i'm actually very proud of how it turned out maybe i'll show you them before i turn them in but the whole point is i know for a fact the teacher that we have he can absolutely hate my writing and i don't think he hates it But I think the problem is there's a giant misunderstanding between what he wants and what I end up giving him because he doesn't, Mm -hmm. he's very clear to someone that's meant for AP. 
I'm meant for AP, but at the same time, I could use a bit more explanation when it comes to a writing assignment. And so I, I, I have a bit of trouble with writing in this class. I've been getting a lot better because, you know, I've been having meetings with him and, you know, he's actually told me what he wants, but, and he's explained it better, mm -hmm. but what I, I know I can do that he just can't say no to and that he just loves is creative writing. Mm. And it's been the same way for every teacher I've ever had. Yeah. I can creatively write anything and they always love it. Even if that he doesn't love it, I still think I can get an A minus on it. And I'm fine with that. As long as I get an A or something above an A minus or an A minus exactly. I don't want anything below it because I worked so hard. And I literally incorporated a quote from throughout in every single entry, some even two. Mm. And I'm laughing because some of them are from chapters that we didn't even read. I literally looked up quotes for wow. this. And so it, it's just like, I go from, let me try to remember how I did it. I literally, and I made this low key kind of unrealistic. I went into the woods with a fire starter, uh, a pocket knife, a book, uh, a pencil, like to, a journal, not a book, and a bag, like a little knapsack. And then my first journal entry was saying like my dad slipped a book into my bag, hoping that I wouldn't get bored. I, it was the classic, um, the lion, the witch in the wardrobe mm -hmm. Chronicles of Narnia. And what I did was I was like, ah, the whole point of this is supposed to be that I'm simplifying what I bring. And I did wonder if I should keep it because he did say, and then I put in a quote where he was like, books are something about the something civilization or whatever. And then I basically, long story short, the book gets turned into a fire I built a oh. loft out of sticks, dead leaves, and caterpillar fungus. Or no, not fungus. Caterpillar feces. That shows up a lot in that too, which I know is just going to get a laugh. And it also has, like, I fall in a cave a couple times. Um, there's a reminiscent flower field of from, like, the, the Wizard of Oz with the poppy field. Mm. There's, what do I eat? There's a scene where I, I steal eggs from a tree and I'm like Simone Biles and I'm doing like flips and turns and kicks. And I think whatever. you need to channel your inner Hunger Games. I can channel, that series actually like freaks mm -hmm. me out. I don't, it's not, it's not the idea that like we could be going to war with each other. It's the idea that we would ever let it get to a yeah, point where. Right, where like, that's needed, where yeah. that's, yeah, no, I get that. If you have never seen or read the Hunger Games books, they're really good. Sure. Um, yeah, one. and then. I mean, I guess before we can start talking a bit about, like, I, I guess, because this, this episode is very loosely structured, yeah. and that's because we haven't done this in a while. We, we kind of want to address that in a way, but we're going to do that after this. So my mother, she was quite adorable in the sense that she went to the, the place where we just bought a house. It's a beach house, yes, but I'm not going to specify on which Which I beach. am the interior designer for. Well, to be quite honest, I'm very glad my mother isn't going to be like every other white lady and making beach a beach-themed bathroom. bathroom. We have a beach-themed bathroom and living room. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, well, I don't mind if it's that, but especially in the area where yeah. the house is, if there's literally a beach-themed bathroom, you are like every other lady. Well, I feel but like at the time, like we were looking for vacation homes to rent. And if you don't have a beach-themed bathroom or at least like some of the colors, I wanted to say like... I'm on beach time or life's better at the beach because I want to be swung into that. But if a permanent lifestyle, I don't know. That's just my, my shameless plug. That's the thing. They kind of like it more than I do. Like I'm doing a summer program. I got accepted into that mini yeah. med school thing. And I'm d now I have to do that at this oh. house because 
but then I have to come home and then do an internship and for two weeks. So like I do the, the thing for two weeks, come home, do the internship for the rest of the summer. And I have to run my business the rest of the summer. And I might even have to make a website. For <gasps> I can it do that. With I actually wanted to put that out there. I'm actually becoming a semi consultant media and marketing wise, because I actually ended up fixing someone's website. It was one of my family members. We got together and kind of nailed out all the issues and I'm going to be revamping the other website that they have for her business. So you need website well, I help. might ask you, but the whole point is you can't make it and I can't let you make oh. it because it's supposed to be something I have to do. Mm-hmm. The whole point is like so it's how it. social media, mar- it's going to be like how social media marketing affects mm. business, their sales, because I have all the numbers from the first year we did it. And then at this year, I just add a website. I, we can oh, like, right. and even if worse, if even worse comes to worse, I can fake a little bit of the data, but the whole point is like people will follow it. People will see it. People will want to buy more of it because we're advertising for it. That's right. the whole point. But anywho, that got really off topic. The one, so in the, the one huh. thing I do want to talk about is a, um, criminal case. That was the only thing on the agenda. Wait, 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 no, wait. I, know. I didn't, I didn't, fi- I didn't okay, finish fine. mine. Finish. So my mom was coming home from said beach house location and she saw this little um, this little little dude sitting in the window of a store, and for some reason she was so inclined to buy it. So now to um, buy what? his name is Al. His name is Al. He's an avocado plushie. Oh. He is about the size of like my waist to my chest. He's quite big. Um, and I have my little duck named Chicken sitting in front of him. So I'm just looking at him right now. He's kind of like my, he's kind of like the co co host right mm. now. Co 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 host is chicken. Better. But anywho, yes. Now you can talk about your case. Yeah. Cause she actually literally, she, when we were talking about filming this episode, she literally goes, I don't really care what we talk about, but I, I do want to bring this up. And I was just like, I was like, okay. So All go right. For so it. here's the main, the main shebang um i as you know am a big true crime fan if you listen to the mini episode you know that i religiously listen to the crime junkie podcast and i do plan on contacting them to talk about the disappearance of jennifer Dulos. i have a little website pulled up right now and she went missing in- and it was a very um shocking and devastating case so i'm going to give you a bit of the rundown if you have any information if you have any of the information who do you think is so she has multiple kids and she's been missing for a little bit over a year actually it says almost two years here um she was 50 years old when she was disappeared authorities believe that she was killed in an attacked an attack by her husband who um and husband's girlfriend it was a terrible case she was disappeared and then there were little trails paper trails to follow and then the case went cold and the case continued to go cold for a really really long time and it actually just had a really big like thing together and oh i did not hear yeah well there was a big thing and it was on the husband's property and he used well yeah Mm -hmm. because that's where they suspected that the body was and because there was a ton of evidence i'm not going to go over it but to just kind of give a little bit of context here they could have a dogs going out and they thought that they knew where the body was so they got some guy from 
New Hampshire, I believe, to come down with a special like detector and it could detect what ground was recently dug up. And they actually had a live stream drone at the property, um, like going over everything. They had excavators going up, trying to dig it up. Nothing was found. And that's why I really want to talk about this. It's just kind of like... Wait, 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 wait. Did you say cadaver mm-hmm. dogs? What the hell are cadaver oh, dogs? sorry. You don't listen to true crime podcasts. <laughs> I don't listen to true crime. I don't know anything. I thought there were only so, drug dogs. What's the a cadaver, cadaver dogs dog? are trained to smell out for dead bodies. They have very, very good dogs. Ew. So, How do they teach well, a dog to do that? Where are they getting rotten know, flesh? But you're, they have the smelling dogs. I think they're hounds mostly because they have really, really good scent. So, oh, right. So hounds, Jennifer and her, yeah, the Rottweilers too. Jennifer and her husband, Fotis, ex-husband, obviously, ex-husband now. They were in the middle of the divorce. What is that name? What is that <laughs> well, name? Fotis, um, they had five, get, five kids together, and it says here, including two sets of twins. Um, and they, their marriage ended up breaking down, and apparently he was living an independent life. So they ended up getting a divorce, and he was still, I guess, being very abusive and such, and just not being the best husband. Now... I think there may have been a restraining order at some point, maybe, but I don't remember. So to just kind of go over everything, it says, I'm going to read it here. Jennifer Dulos was last seen around 8 a.m. on May 24th, 2019, and she dropped her children off at the town's school. And it was on a security camera. Mm. That same day, she missed two doctor's appointments that she had scheduled, and she was eventually reported missing. There was a ton of other evidence that was found, including blood, um, like wet towels. And there are so many pieces of evidence that point to Fotis being the suspect. And so we finally get to the point where Fotis is about to be um, in jail. He has his court hearing and first one fell through. And there's a couple of other accomplices, including Fotis's girlfriend and their lawyer friend. However, Fotis did not show up for his court hearing the morning of. So then authorities were at his house. And of course, there's news crews all over the place. Authorities were at his house and they discovered that he had ended his own life. <gasps> Wait, was that recent? This was months ago. Oh, uh, well, why do I like not care I don't know about why, that, well, to be quite honest? Because the, all the evidence literally... Right, and him. that's why it's very frustrating because there's no justice for Jennifer. So it says here, while out yeah. on bail, he... Um, oh, yeah, so he was guilty but then or not guilty but he ended up getting bailed out by the lawyer friend now mind you i don't know if you knew this but he is millions of dollars in debt at this point and he decided that in his own life before his court hearing was the best thing so they had um an emergency hearing he was found unresponsive by state police at his five million dollar home um and apparently he was intentionally carbon monoxide poisoning himself into his suv why do I feel like that's like, th- but the whole point is, I-, I just think this is so weird because couldn't he have basically, and the mm-hmm. only reason why I know this is because of like right. Netflix shows and there's some that are like true crime, not, not like true crime, but they follow kind of, the like, line. Yeah. The plot line. That follows the plot line. Aren't there like other ways? And this is going to sound creepy. Aren't there other ways to dispose of a body other than just well, burying it? Like you can literally use like salts and stuff right. to dissolve it so, bones and stuff based upon the thing and it's going to get a little morbid here so you might want to fast forward but there is if you're squeamish it, don't there listen. are Whoop. people suspecting and professionals that suspect that she was dismembered in multiple places and that her body was either i personally think that it's in water i think that there's something psychological where wherever she is because there is enough evidence to point that she's not alive based on all the blood that was discovered and so 
they were looking for a part of her body when they were digging everything up. So it says here, um, he was pronounced dead. He left a suicide note in his car that said, I refuse to spend even an hour more in jail for something I had all in caps, nothing to do with, except that there is countless pieces of evidence that point to him doing it. Oh my God. Something just broke everything. I mean, like, if the, if it wasn't him, which I do believe it was, but if it wasn't him, right? damn, that's that is, gotta that's be... That's a thing, but if yeesh. you look into, I mean, literally even just a couple of pieces of evidence, it it's just, it's very sad. And they have five children who now live with their grandmother, I think, who is literally, like, 95 years old. Um, it's just, it's yeah. a terrible, terrible case. I've done so much research on it, not enough, but... Um, like... Maya has, because again, Maya runs the like PR and the Insta account and I run the editing and all that kind of stuff. She literally, I don't even know what she follows on that account. We just follow everybody that follows us. So there's a bit of a plug therapy with Ethan and Maya. But it's so like, I, I as soon as I saw what she followed, she followed my favorite true podcast. Crime. She followed all I of these podcasts. One. She started following There's all only of one. them. No, 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 no. You follow more than one and then I remove some of them. No. Yeah. No, I only remember following yeah. one because that's Crime Junkie and they have like a million followers, but they're an amazing, amazing podcast. And they, if you like true crime, that's the place to be. So on that happy um, note. <laughs> why don't we get into, on that happy note, well, uh, we can try getting into the quote unquote meat and bones of this episode, even though there really is nothing. So I guess you could say. Something that I kind of wanted to talk about, and I don't know if Maya mm-hmm. wants to talk about it. Good old nostalgia. Well, before we do nostalgia, I'm going to just talk some more. Now, I wanted to give an Ethan, I don't, I haven't even told you this, but I remember Uh-oh. the little life coaching session that I had, um, and I have been doing a lot of thinking about it. I started my anatomy and physiology class, and I have decided that another option for me, as we all discussed, is being a teacher, which is definitely on the list still. However, a, another big thing that I'm considering is opening up a daycare center and like running it because you really get all the aspects of everything that I'm looking for. And so if you ever are like looking for a daycare center to run, hit me up and I would love to run your daycare center. Okay. So before we go into nostalgia, cause I did, that just brought up something. So I don't know if anybody else watches this. It's low-key kind of an anime. It's not really an anime, but the whole point is it's a Japanese animated cartoon, but it's kind of anime, but it's also not. I I fully support that, and I'm not saying I don't. What I find hilarious, though, is that when I picture that, and I don't picture you in this situation at all because you're nothing like the the (laughs) quote-unquote mom in this show. I guess I'll describe the show. It's called The Promised Neverland. I don't know if I've told you about this. Um... In the show, <laughs> there's basically, like, demons and this kind of stuff, but you don't learn about mm-hmm. them for a while. So it, it just opens with, like, these kids on an orphanage, and they're just playing. They live in a house that's on a hill, and it's surrounded by, like, this this lawn, then a forest with a gate in the middle of the forest that they're not supposed to go by, and then there's a wall as far as you can mm-hmm. go. So I'm not going to spoil anything because there's big, significant things that happened in the first season. I'm currently in the middle of the second season because it's actually just real. I watched the la- most recent episode yesterday because they, they come from Japan. So they release every w- week. So in this particular series, it, I'm going to skip a bunch of the uh, beginning plot. But basically what happens is 
every now and then. Hey, there was a glitch in this part of the audio. Um, they get adopted. That's what I was trying to say. The ones that end up doing really well and getting good test scores because they you do like weekly tests. This. Yeah. I've told you about this, but I want the mm -hmm. podcast to hear so that they can see why I started laughing when you said you <laughs> want to open a daycare. So um, the kids that get good scores on the tests, they don't get uh, like they don't get adopted as quickly for some reason. And there's a reason why. So the first girl that gets adopted that we see, her name's Connie, and she has this little bunny stuffy, like this little stuffed animal. And she starts crying and she's like. I don't want to leave you guys or my family. And everybody gives her a big hug. And then she goes with, they all call her mom. Mm -hmm. She's like the house mom. She's not their mother, but she's the house mom. So Connie forgets her bunny. And the mom is already taking Connie to the gate to get adopted. So what do the two main characters do? Why they get the bunny, of course, and they run it to the little girl. She's like only, she's like less than 10 years old, maybe six. So they go to the gate. And the, the, the big no-no of this house, you can't go to the gate and you can't go to the wall. So they broke the first rule and they went to the, the gate and the mom wasn't there. Connie was nowhere to be found. So what do they do? They started looking around. There was a truck there. So what are they going to do? They're going to investigate. They go to the front of the truck. Nothing there. There's like, they don't see anything. Then they just start looking around and then they see there's a little oh. opening in the back. And what do they do? They peel back the curtains. Boom. Connie's dead, dismembered body sitting in the back of the truck with a flower called Vita sticking out of her heart. Now, the Vita flower, it's like, you can see it in real life, but it doesn't do the same thing. In this universe, it's a vampiric flower. And it basically, it like drains all the blood out of a body so that it's easier to preserve. Wow. Now, That's let me just explain. morbid. So the, the orphanage I was telling you about, yeah, it's a farm. The kids, the meat. Now, they, they basically get shipped off. So when they get adopted... They're basically getting shipped to these demons to get eaten. Now, you might be wondering, why are the ones that are the smart ones, why don't they get shipped first? You see, the thing about these kids that's the delicacy is the brain. <laughs> so the smart ones are high-grade meat. So they don't get eaten until, like, a special occasion. So basically, when Maya reminded me that of that, I just thought of the mom singing her lullaby because she has a specific lullaby that she because every mom starts off as a girl in a farm and then as she grows up her mother is like hey would you ever want to be a mom at like one of these places and like b help all these kids and then if the girl says yes she's basically exempt from being adopted adopted mm. it's also harvesting the guys are basically just screwed like they're toast there's no dads in this situation but it, it, yeah, it progressively gets like that. So that's let's let's end on yeah. that note. But yeah, Maya, totally support your preschool dreams. But that's that's definitely what I thought of. Mm -hmm. Now, I have been thinking of some quite nostalgic things, and I do really want to talk about one show, one or two shows. One of them is more so talked about. The other one, nobody has heard about, and it makes me so mad. So the one I think everybody knows of, especially if you're a 2004 kid like me and Maya, if you don't oh. know the Backyardigans. You're not doing it right. Can we still name them all? I think I can stay. I'm, I'm going to try to name them all. There's, I don't know. I'm not going to do it in order. I'm Pablo. I'm Tasha. I'm Uniqua. I'm Austin. And I'm Tyrone. And we're your backyard friends. The backyard. Da, da. There you go. So there's, I don't know about you, Maya. I, I kind of want to hear if 
because I'm assuming you've seen this, I want to know your favorite episode. The episode that's, like, ingrained in my head, there, there's actually three. There's three that I used to watch religiously. The first one being the, like, super spy episode. Oh, my God. I don't know if, if anybody out there can relate to anything we're about to say. That one, oh, my God. It's, like, chef's kiss. It's perfect 007 quality content for a six-year-old. I highly recommend it. The second one, it was kind of like Pablo was like a bit of a pirate. Tasha was Medusa and they were like going to the end of the world to see if the earth was flat or round. This was a very interesting kid show. Let me just say that. And at the end, my, my third one was it was like an international space station one. But basically, they were building the other person out of, like, robotic parts. It's just, it's so hard to describe these episodes because I haven't seen them in so long. And the fact is, my dad thinks he's, like, cracked the code because in every episode of The Backyard Against, there's only ever four of them. There's never all five. And the reason is the fifth one, holding the camera. Wow. Boom. Now, did you watch the show? I did. Absolutely. I was definitely a fan of The Backyard Against, Mm -hmm. but that was a time in my life where I was very little and I don't remember much of it. What I do remember the Backyardigans. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was another show. Oh, it was Wonder Pets. That was the other show that I remember. I oh, remember the I guinea Wonder pig Pets. from Wonder Pets. Um, in terms of the Backyardigans, the only things I remember is a backyard, <laughs> which I know does not sound good. <laughs> but I remember like seeing a deck oh my God. and green grass and maybe a playscape. But I might be mixing it up with Wonder Pets. No, 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 you're right. So the way the episodes of those were structured, they, they basically imagined all of their stories. So like they would play on the playground and then it would shift into like right. an imaginative episode. And it always ended with like them going inside. Like, I don't know if you remember that, but it did that. Now that that's that, because I feel like that's the one that a lot of people can relate to. I want to talk about the obscure ones. So the one that people didn't watch as much. So this was like, because when I was a little kid, okay. My mom was so busy, busier than she is now. My dad was a full-time teacher. So I had, but I, keep in mind, I wasn't in school yet. So what did they do? Mm-hmm. They stuck me with a babysitter. Now, uh-uh. this babysitter was unique. quite unique in the sense that, uh, uniqua, she was quite the uniqua. Could not tell you what <laughs> she was, but she was interesting. As soon as you walk into her house, there is a baby gate. And mm-hmm. I get it. That's fine. I am six, no you know, I can, I can function in someone's house. I don't need a baby gate, but whatevs. Um, and I show up. She, the first thing that she says to me when my parents leave, she goes, you may not sit on the furniture and you, you can watch TV, but you have to, oh, wait, you, can you, you have can to I watch these channels. Can how old this babysitter was? She was, oh, she was like okay. maybe 40s, young 40s okay. or late 30s. She had two kids, both in, one was in high school and one was in college at that point. And... This is where prime PBS Kids Mm -hmm. Ethan is going to come out. So the one more obscure show that nobody I've talked to has ever heard about that wasn't on PBS Kids was called Wow Wow Wubsy. It was basically about the main character's name was Wubsy. There is Walden and Gidget. (laughs) Walden. Haha. Um, And they were both. It was just like a little fun time group of friends. There was like this one episode with like these cupcakes that I can't get out of my head. It was adorable. Um, I always miss that show. I always love that show. That was my, always my favorite show. I can still sing the, the theme song, but we won't get into that. Um, and then the other shows kind of just, I guess I'll go down the line. I used to watch, I think, um, was yes. it Cyber yep. Kids? 
Cyber, cyber chase. No, That's cyber chase. Cyber chase. It was cyber chase. Cyber chase was my jam. Motherboard, all of them. Everything was fun. Um, what was the <gasps> other one? Martha Speaks. Yep. Martha Speaks was a fave. It was about for uh, all of you that don't know. So my dad's a marine biologist t- teacher, and he, but he like loves science. So of course, cyber chase was a favorite of his as well. Um, it was basically like one of those educational math and science okay. shows. To be quite honest, I didn't realize that I was learning anything on PBS Kids, but you I don't did. Get exposed to That's Disney the point. before be- you get exposed to PBS and kids. PB- oh my god! Yeah, PBS and kids. There you go. But then. Um, when it came to Martha Speaks, that one was kind of like a treat for me because there was truly nothing educational in there. The one quote, it was about a dog who ate alphabet soup mm-hmm. and then she just learned to speak. The one thing that I always remember from that, from being like actually somewhat smart, but it's just so idiotic that they had to put it in the show. It's Martha, the dog going, kids don't drink gasoline. Now I know you need to understand, like, the, the the context of it, it was like stuff that you shouldn't touch in a garage. And Martha was like, kids, don't drink gasoline. But even worse, don't give gasoline to your dog. And here's why. And then she proceeded to say, like, to us, it tastes like sugar. So if you give us even a, if we smell it, we're going to want to drink it. And I was like, I was six. OK, and I already knew what is going on here. Like, are you kidding me? Why are we talking about gasoline? But. That that's neither here nor there. Then there was one more I had on my mind. Oh, good oh, old classic. Arthur. You know that that show is lovely, sassy. Arthur. Like, and we also it's we sassy. also read that's the books at the daycare weightiness. center. I'm like, no, you don't tell the little sister to shush. Like, mm-hmm. no, thank you, friend. I mean, one of the quotes that I love from I don't I think it was Francine or the the the, the like spoiled D-W? girl to Francine. She goes. Uh, hi, DW. No, not DW. This one was, she goes, hi, Francine. And she goes, hi, DW. She goes, can I ask you a question? She goes, of course, anything. This is a TikTok sound. And she goes, oh, then can you please leave and stop bothering us? These shows were so savage as a little kid and they wonder how we got such smart mouths. But that's kind of, that's the show aspect. Now there's more of a um, kind of foods. What about you? Do you have any nostalgic Um, foods? Oh, okay. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people have this, though. Uh You know those? (laughs) It's almost like like puffs, but they're very small, and they're Gerber. Tell me you know what they are. The Gerber Gerber puffs? puffs? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are they like Cheerios? And and they're they're fruit-flavored, though. Some of them are shaped like stars. Oh, my God. That, That was like... Like, whenever I was being, like, an extra good girl, my mom would buy me those at the grocery store. And I honestly don't remember, like, how, like, old I was. But those, like, even when my sister mm-hmm. started eating them and she's eight years younger than me, like, I would I would love them. Those were, like, if you put those out, like, that would bring up a lot of memories. I'm trying to think of other food. I mean, for me, well, because I was kind of an idiot when I was a little kid. There's three things that are coming to mind, <laughs> two of which I had at the babysitter. The other one, and again, these might just be nostalgic to us. Like the whole, this whole ending of the episode, we kind of like wanted to t- come up with something that you guys can also relate to. So, like, because when I ever, f- I feel like when you think of something nostalgic, you always get like a bit of serotonin off of it. So that's our goal here. But for me, the three nostalgic foods I'm thinking of, um, it's hard to explain one of them because my friend and I were just idiots. So uh, this guy's like my brother. I've known him since I was like literally a year old, not even. 
And so he moved to Fairfield, so I don't see him very often anymore, but we still talk quite often. However, when he lived in uh, the town that we live in, uh, we used to eat straight up. Like, there were, he had these special shaped ones because his parents, his parents were just like two of the coolest people ever. And they had such weird, like, food. And, like, good food. It was just so weird in the in the kind of sense because I was a little kid and I was like, well, why would you be eating this instead? Of, like, they kind of gave their kids, uh, like, cauliflower crust pizza. And I was like, this tastes good, but I I don't know what it is. And it's just like, so that I, I have a bit mm. of weird nostalgic foods in that kind of sense. But he had, like, shaped sugar cubes. So my idiotic, like, little self and him, we used to literally just eat straight up sugar cubes I, for no reason. I think so that's awesome. that's one <laughs> Ugh. And then oh, there's also yes. like yogurt, like you know that, like yeah. those tubes, especially like with those stupid jokes on the back. That was one that was like lunch. Um, oh. oh, there's also not craft, not craft mac and cheese. Annie's? No, it was like the, organic. What was the kind? It was like no, it, this was like the most chemical fuel. I, it might have actually been craft. Now that I think about it, but this was when I was like, I I can't eat mac and cheese. I just I can't. But when I was a little kid. This was just something that I was down for, oh. and I could only have it at the babysitter. And then the true piece de resistance, because I, I can't think of the I rest of, of the... Uh, okay, so we'll go back to you. So the thing, the last thing that I think of is like an Uncrustable with like peanut butter and jelly. And those okay. things are probably awful Sorry, for you. Like- I think they are awful for you. But literally, literally, something was awakened inside of me when I tried that for the first time, and I was like, this is gonna, this is great. I feel like someone mm-hmm. took the effort. And they're actually, they're, they're so easy to make. Definitely. I feel like you could make one today. And there's, there's like no reason to go through the time making one. But just the ratio is always perfect. Okay, so I'm gonna shut my, up about that uncrustable. Your turn. I, I thought of a couple one. Okay, this next one, Ethan was talking about his idiotic sugar cues. Well, this is my attempt at some interesting yeah. food combinations. I used to, my mom's favorite snack was like a cheese stick, like when she was like my mom when I was younger. Um, she would always be eating cheese sticks, and I thought it was the coolest thing to have a cheese stick. And oh my god, you yeah, have I so actually many last we, year. they didn't. My mom didn't get my favorite brand, and so I haven't been eating them. But I still love cheese sticks. So I also <laughs> wanted to like incorporate some vegetables, and so my little like yummy snack was either green grapes and cheese sticks. <laughs> Ew. Oh. Or if I was feeling Ew. extra adventurous, I would cut up a carrot and cut up a piece of cheese stick and put it on. And actually, actually, I, I need to just now that you're you're very scaring me with these something you just reminded me of, and it's something recent. So um, I'm gonna say her name so Maya can know, but I'm gonna blur out who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Literally, she did the most disgusting food combination in the world. I don't care if she's listening. She knows how much I hate this. She used to put, she doesn't do it anymore, apparently, but she still kind of does it every now and then. She makes, uh, she takes a chewy granola bar, you know those. She puts a slice of American cheese on it. And she wraps it. It was the most heinous and disgusting thing. It was like, or maybe it wasn't even American. It might have been cheddar. It might have been a stronger cheese. It was disgusting. So the other thing that I had every single day for school, because I didn't like buying school lunch. And so every single day at school for four years, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And 
I think, oh, yeah. I think a lot of people, yeah, have like my brother was always way. a cheese sandwich and I was PB and J for four years until I got to the point where if I had one more PB and J even in front of my nose, I would like literally have the sensation mm-hmm. of needing to clear out my stomach and the contents. Of um, and then oh, wow. last year, the year before, like I, I was on a PB and J detox. I did no PB and J's for like six years straight. And then like ninth grade hit, 10th grade hit. And I was like, hmm. Let me try again. So then I like, got back into the PB&J game, but it's still, it still is like one of those scar- scarring foods. I don't know. For me, for PB&J specifically, again, I was always mm-hmm. kind of a ham and cheese kind of kid. And it was to the point where I don't mind eating them anymore. But logistically, they're actually not the most healthy for you because all the ham Polish is not, unless you're getting little, like, like legitimately, like, I don't even know what kind, but unless you get like organic and specifically like and you have to eat it rather quickly because mm-hmm. otherwise it's gonna go bad and i've had bad ham and sandwich it's just gross but i switched over to peanut butter and jelly and i i don't know i've been doing it literally for lunch yeah. every day but that's my qualm with peanut butter and jelly but i do want to say one more thing i want to like can you think of a nostalgic book, book? Okay, I'm going to say the most nostalgic book for me that I read like over and over and over again. Are we talking childhood book or like chapter book? So like it could literally be anything, just something that sparks memories because I have a very clear idea. And I kind of just want to say this because, again, it's hard Mm, to come up with nostalgic things on the spot. Like this was kind of like, hey, let's do nostalgia at the end of what we're when we're done talking about like our introductory thing. (laughs) And so I and murder. Yeah. So, so my like, nostalgic book uh, as a child would probably be, there are some Polish books that I like would read a lot. Um, and then the other one, Good Night Moon, mm-hmm. classic, short and sweet to the point. And I read that to some of the kids' oh. daycare center. When I'm babysitting, I'll see it on the shelf and it just like brings back like, I don't know, just like time flies, man. But the book is like timeless. Then the other book that I read all the freaking mm-hmm. time was The Running Dream. And that was like it's. I it was such a good book, mm-hmm. and I I bought it, and it, it mm-hmm. I would read it like over and over and over again because it was just really really good. It's about like a high school track star who gets in a bus crash, and then her leg has to get amputated, and then she it's like her track to running again. Oh wait, I've actually I've actually heard like not of that story, but there is a story I had to read in seventh grade oh. called like Born to Dance or something, and it was about um this Indian girl who was a like. I don't want to butcher the kind of dance that's uh, culturally done, but she did that type style of dance and Mm. she got her leg cut off. And so she learned to do it with one leg. But anywho, um, I have three books in mind, two Mm -hmm. more significant than one. The first one, if oh, you give a mouse a cookie, that one's just that. a classic. Like, and the Berenstein Bears one, you mention it. Berenstein Bears okay. was actually a cartoon yeah. that I used to watch. Thank you for reminding me. That was that was a good cartoon. Um what else there was this book called abc superheroes or not even abc superheroes i don't know what it was called but it was about like no super y was another tv show i used to watch thank you for reminding me super y fans out there and the super readers um but this one was like every different page it was a style or is a different superhero and it would be like um vomiting vira uh like takes out the super because it was the whole point was like to teach kids the alphabet and so somehow that was like my favorite book because the art was like top quality. It was just really cute. But the last book, this one was my favorite book. This one made me cry a uh, little bit because it was about pets and pets made me cry. And it was very cute. It was called Hoodwink. And to, to basically preface the story, it's about this witch who 
who just doesn't have a pet and she just wants a little pet. And in hindsight, I think this was what she would call her familiar to all the people who think I'm a witch out there. Um, which would, isn't even grammatically correct or genderally correct. Not even, not because gender is a spectrum. We know that. But for me, I, I don't know. You know what? You know what? No, I would be a witch because the word just sounds so much more fun. Warlock just sounds stupid, Witch sounds bad. I want to be bad. But <laughs> so the book is about a witch that wants a pet. So she goes to this like pet cemetery where it's a pet cemetery, but the whole point is they sell live pets. They're just the scary quote unquote ugly ones. And so she like gets a bat and the bat doesn't work out. So she has to return it. She gets a warthog. The warthog doesn't work out. She has to return it. She gets a toad. Toad doesn't work out. She has to return it. And then what happens? Why? She finds a little cat in a tree. And oh my goodness, she becomes friends with this cat. And guess what the cat's name is? Kitty the cat. <laughs> good try though. Anywho, I think yeah, that's a good place to You guys want to send us your um, nostalgic shows. We're going to, um, I'm in the making of a kind of episode where there's more audience for civic, for civic, mm-hmm. Par- no, participation. Precip- uh, participation, not precipitation. Yeah, it's not going to be so raining our viewers. If you're interested in participating in an episode, either live or just sending in a little recording, let me know. I'd love the feedback. Mm-hmm. And something that we kind of want to get you guys hyped for, so that if you're listening, you get some special insight next week. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to aim to do another guest episode. Oh, I haven't talked to Maya about yeah. it, but I'm pretty sure we're thinking about it. That's our hope. We still have to message the person. I think we both know who it's going to be. I think we both know what the topic is because they they were literally one of the first people that was like, hey, I want to be on this mm-hmm. like yesterday. And we love them. We're very excited to have them if they're still down to do it. But more news to come on that. But anywho. I don't think we should try to do our synchronized bye because it's just not going to work. Every time I edit it, it always ends up with one of us going bye and the other goes bye. But I think that's and kind of always, the point. Bleh. So I'm going to say I'm going to say bye first, what and then I'm going to hold out my bye, and then you can say bye. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll harmonize with your bye, so you go first. I know. Ready? I need to pick a pitch. Stop. Three, two. Okay, ready. Bye. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a... Okay, fine. Okay. That's harmonizing. Okay, you picked the lowest Bye. note. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Ethan. Bye.